not intoxicated could not explain his nudity. You Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Austin, Texas. Steve. Alrighty. Well, hey there. This is, uh, according to my handy dandy notebook, this is episode 57 of Slurp Toast, a podcast. What's going on, dude? Okay. Not much, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, I've, they've designed. That's less than convincing. I, uh, you know, every 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 program, every app is used to be like the epitome of helpfulness. You know, right. oh, we'll sign you into all your accounts. We'll do this. We'll do that. And it's like, I don't need that. Just turn on. I will sign into what I want. No, no, no. Let me help you. Right, right. So. Yeah. <laughs> So that's what's yeah. happening is my, my, my one window open is like posting 15 things from Facebook. It's like, don't need to see them. That's not what I <laughs> logged in for. I'd have logged into Facebook if that was what I wanted. <laughs> I, I have the same problem at work. I had some woman who came by my office. I'm working on ads. Victory. I'm working on all this stuff because we're going to have a four o'clock meeting in preparation for our strategic planning, this woman's like, none of my stuff works, but you know what? That's okay. I'll just make do the way I always do. And then swaddles out of my office. And I'm sitting there going, you know, not today. That doesn't slide today. <laughs> so she and I had a little chat about passive aggressive behavior and that she picked the wrong mark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, just updating our guest. Today, we're going to have a, a special guest on our podcast. All and if right. things go well, it'll be our first streaming guest. So that'll be even more exciting. Here's hoping. Uh, <laughs> so with that in mind, I wanted to do some of the stuff we normally do later in the podcast up front. To okay. Sort of, you know, stay on brand. So um, <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything fun on your desk? Do I have anything fun on my desk? No, it's at work. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong desk. Well, maybe I can make up for it. It's and actually we... kind of fun, and we can get into it a little bit. All right. But well, go on. You do your thing, we'll come back to you. All right. Break. Well, you know, we went to New Orleans last week for spring break with the boys. Yes. At our hotel. We, it was it was interesting. Uh just stuff that I never would have done like, you know, as a native Louisianian. We did like cemetery tours and ghost tours and went to the World War II Museum, <laughs> which was really, really cool. Um didn't just go to Bourbon Street and tie one on. But we did that. We got there Saturday afternoon, right after the St. Patrick's Day parade was over, unfortunately. Oh because uh yeah. Um, but we went to dinner and then took the boys Not over trying. to Bourbon on a Saturday okay. night after a Ooh. parade. So it was a scene Ooh. and they were, they were over it after about two blocks. Oh, <laughs> well, that was a good thing. So our hotel was actually on Royal. So we were like a block over. So we were far enough away 
And as we walked down Royal, uh, we passed this really cool little gallery, and I went in, and I bought this guy. Oh, cool! <laughs> in honor of our last episode in Papa Shango. Yeah, Papa it, shit. It, it is Baron <laughs> but I thought, oh, look, it's Papa Shango shit. So he'll be going on the wall over here somewhere. Uh, maybe oh, wait there. A maybe you know there. what? I, okay, that's cool. We'll we'll do this. So um, Planet Comic Con was this last weekend in here. I saw you were going, yeah. Oh, wow. So we've got Galactus, and he is... Uh, Having a cocktail? Having a cocktail. Is he using Whoa. Saturn on a swizzle stick? Uh-huh. That is awesome. That is awesome. So that I like was you fun. very much. How was Planet Comic Con this year? Uh, boring. Okay. <laughs> oh, and then this bad boy. Oh, nice. Very. He's smiling. He's smiling, yeah. No, this guy is really cool because he also did a print of Japanese Spider-Man that I've got upstairs. I remember you telling me about that one, yeah. Yeah, Mark cool. Reedy. Is that his name? I think it's Mark Reedy. Uh, Den of Apathy is his Etsy shop. <laughs> Den of Apathy. apathy. We'll, put a, we'll put a link in the show notes to the Den of Apathy. I'm also going to put a link to uh, the, the gallery. Little shop. Yeah, the little nice. shop that I bought Baron Samedi in. Um, and I, I forgot to go back to Marie Laveau's. I was something I was going to get for you, for both of us, actually. And I didn't get back to Marie Laveau's after Bourbon Street night to get it. They have... Um, they have saints, sort of the Brazilian Jesus, uh, with Lucha Libre masks on. Oh, <laughs> nice. I'm going to see if I can order them online because, yeah, pretty much I that find, pose. Yes, Darth Vader the Redeemer. Yes. I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> it's, it's very much that, but the robe is kind of glitzied up and with, like, the Lucha mask on. So oh, uh, I will see if I can't get those acquired. Um, so I told, uh, I told Chris to give us about 20 minutes to do our thing and then he'll, he'll pop in. He'll pop he's going to do video too. So that'll be fun. Um, so, um, with that in mind, what I want to do next is, um, I want to give you your homework. I got homework. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Is yeah. it time for the 12 days of the Butler did it? <laughs> Look at that. The Butler did it. <laughs> I love the Chirons. I'm so happy I figured those out. Um, all right. So I picked out 12 for you. Uh, they're in okay. chronological order. And I tried to mix it up, uh, do some different things. And I tried not to make it too painful. So, um, and if you've seen any of these, let me know. And we can we can talk about substituting something else in. So, oh, all right. Problems, you know. <laughs> I left out the How, you, How Do You Train Your Dragons movies because I figured you'd seen those. And I left off okay. 300 for the same reason. So beyond that, I felt like it was kind of wide open. So your first three are Dracula 2000. What is that one? That is he Dracula? His, he is Dracula. Yes. It's one of his first movies. Oh, boy. <laughs> you, you got through Liam Neeson. I think you can handle this. I tried to break it up. Um, okay. Reign of Fire. He's not actually one of the main characters, but he's in it enough to qualify. It's a fun sci-fi dystopian movie. If you've not seen it, uh, um, I'm going to guess it has something to do with, Oh no. I was going to say with volcanoes, but that would be ring of fire. Yeah, no, this has to do with dragons okay. and Matthew McConaughey. 
Hey, hey, hey. I <laughs> tried to find as many, also, as we discussed, <laughs> movies with Oscar winners as we could. Um, so there you go. Uh, okay, man. And then Phantom of the Opera. You suggested that one the last time. so I, I'm, I'm going to – I'm putting that one last. Okay. That, you that, can do that's one. the palate cleanser at the end. Okay. You can do them whatever order, <laughs> whatever order you choose, like you're not. Okay. Um, we have the first rom-com, P.S. I Love You. Okay, which one is that? That's the one with Oscar winner Hillary Swank. Okay. <laughs> then uh, Rock and Rolla, which I have seen. It's one of the British oh, uh, crime Guy Ritchie. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's okay. actually Guy Ritchie or if it's just, you know, Guy Ritchie wannabe. Yeah. But I've seen that one. It's actually kind of fun. Okay. Uh, the Ugly Truth is the one he made with Catherine Heigl. So there's your second rom-com. Okay. Uh, then we got, uh, let's see here. Law Abiding Citizen with uh, Oscar winner Jamie Foxx. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know that one. Bounty uh, the, Hunter. Bounty Hunter. That's the one he made with Jennifer Aniston. Okay. Oh, that one's cute. Okay. You've seen it? I have seen it. I'll watch it again. Okay. All right. Well, if you decide you don't want to, I can sub something else in. Uh, Chasing Mavericks. I saw not that long ago. Uh, pretty good a... movie. That's the surfing one. Okay. Okay. He's, okay. Um, so he's trying to pull off a SoCal accident, accident, accent, uh, playing for keeps. Uh, that one's a rom com sports movie. I don't know anything about it. So, um, and then <laughs> you have your choice. I put Greenland on here, but it could be Geostorm just as easily. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> End of the world. And Gerard Butler's trying to save the day. So. Either or. You can do Greenland or Geostorm. You can choose and just let me know. Okay. And then we're going to throw in, because what started all this was us talking about plane. So I threw that one on the end. I figure it should be streaming by now. Let's go watch out for my passengers. <laughs> I can't do the action because you got tired of the side of your mouth. <laughs> Speaking of which, I want to play what is going to become our, uh, our favorite drop here. Before the show, Laura and I were eating dinner. And we watched Ted Lasso. And that show is just amazing. I love that show. And my favorite character on the show is uh, Roy Kent, who's the curmudgeon, uh, sort of Crash Davis-y character in the thing. Okay. And uh, this is this is something he's... I, he had said something else right before this. So I said, oh, I got to get that for a drop. And then he said this, and Laura looked at me and went, no, there's your drop. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Here we go. You'll know it when you hear it. the news. I broke up with her. Why? I mean, you guys were perfect together. Fucking Bruce. <laughs> so as soon as I have the opportunity to pull that audio and throw it on the board, that will be okay. a drop. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. We talked about Butler. Uh, so what else is going on in your world? You got trapped at the at the old Navy while your wife and daughter look at slippers. Yeah. Now I bought like a $5 shirt and a $10 jacket. So I, I got out, I made out. Okay. I did. All right. But yeah, it was like, come on guys, let's, uh, let's wrap this up here. I got things to do and places to be sort of, and they just like, you know, we want to look at tops and we want to look at bottoms. We did our probably only college visit to uh, Kansas State University. Okay. We didn't get to do those because of COVID. We kind of went in sight unseen. Mm. Uh, I'm glad that we did it. 
you know, it was kind of funny because she wants to do stuff in like the health and human sciences. Right. And so one of the professors that we met with is a research guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were, uh, <laughs> they were they're putting a uh, trick tube in a rat before oh, they my. juice him up to find out what happens to his blood pressure. So you're just kind of like, and I turned to my daughter afterwards and was like, babe, you, you've got to go into research. Most people will live through their kids, but I will only <laughs> do that if you go into research. <laughs> I didn't you know. know all the excruciating detail about tricking a rat. Well, we went into this classroom and there's this rat laid out on a little, on the top of the little surgical table. And there's a guy bent over and like cutting him up. And then it's like, oh, I know that dad wants to see what's going on with the rat. And I go in there and they they do, they've got it throats open up. They've got a trach tube down to give him air and uh-huh. uh, anesthesia. And uh, his little, little arms are, are, you know, taped down, not like strapped, taped. Uh, <laughs> and they're just... Sticking shit in it, making a little robot mouse. So that was actually Makes me a little eel. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we get Rocket Raccoon, dude. Um, or worse. So yeah, I was like, well, that's pretty fucking cool. And and told her after we left, I was like, you, you've got to do research. <laughs> so I was like going, I want to do gene splicing. And I want to make little glow-in-the-dark mice. And <laughs> And uh, they're like, that's Pinky not how brain. it works. I was like, no, I'm going to make light rats and we're going to market them. We're going to splice in some bioluminescent genes and we're going to have little rats that fluoresce under blue, <laughs> like crime scene lights. <laughs> What's the I don't know what happened that? here, but the rats are. <laughs> it's a whole, you're changing the face of pest control. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that even makes any sense. Yeah. I'm looking at my background. I think I'm going to move the dude over to this spot here. I think he'll fit nicely there. So, yeah, so there's that. And then, you know, you asked about Comic-Con. Here's what I realized is I'm waiting for lunch and I'm standing over by the um, photo line, right? Right. And you're sitting there and you're like looking at all these people and there's just hundreds of them. And they're standing in line, patiency waiting to buy tickets to go get something signed by somebody. And you're just kind of like they're there. They spent you know 50 bucks to get in and then they're going to spend a hundred dollars for a photo. And then they're going to spend, and you're like, God damn, another hundred bucks on uh convention autographs food. And, and food and pops. Yeah. Huh? And pops. You know, I was looking to like fill holes in my collection Right. And I realized that because I don't collect anime, heavy Marvel, heavy DC, mm-hmm. um, there are no pops at shows for me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, yeah, you, you, you got a outgrown... system worked out. And, well, you know, it's like I want to collect, um, um, like baseball and hockey mascots, right? Right. They don't carry them. It's sports. It's nerds. They schedule opposite the St. St. Patrick's Day Parade. I'm standing in line on a Friday. The guy's like, yeah, I came in from town to town for this. It's like, you know, it's really weird. There's some kind of like parade down here. 
I'm like, it's St. Patrick's Day, guy. Oh, we have like the third largest parade in the country. Oh, I didn't know that. It's like, oh my God. What is wrong with people? So. My goodness. Yeah. I Yeah, I was a little sorry. Like I said, I was a little sorry we missed the St. Patrick's Day parade uh, in New Orleans because I'm guessing that's second only to like. Uh, oh, I think I think it goes. I've, I talked to somebody. It's Mardi Gras, Halloween. And the oh, Saint yeah, yeah, Day. yeah, yeah. That that tracks. I did get a speeding ticket on the way home. Nice. Yeah, we went we went down 90. We took the Robichaux Highway. Um, did you tell him I'm just trying to? I got sorry, man. I got I'm, sand I'm, in my I'm gears. Three, I'm three sentences in, buddy. I got two to go. It was on the way home. Uh, it is <laughs> the brain is a, are are mating in the in the pond. I got to be there. It's, can uh, you it's, smell the bougainvilleas? <laughs> I can. It's a series of speed trap towns. Really, is what it is. Going down 90, and I was being very good about watching my speed. And we got to Morgan City, and I don't, I wasn't paying attention. And we, and he was sitting on the bridge. That was the thing, on oh. the up, going up the bridge. And I passed him, and the lights came on, and went, "Son of a bitch, that's for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's mine. Yep. I own that." Yep. I was like, and Laura didn't give me any crap. I'm like, I was speeding. I wasn't paying attention. Yep, I'm gonna have to pay that one. That's just, yeah. that's all that- me right there. All my fault, man. Yeah, so I was busted in Morgan City. <laughs> There's a country song in there. Yep, there sure is. Connor spent the entire week trying to say, oh, my law. Uh, and he sounds like Borat every time he does it. Um, <laughs> he has no conception of a Cajun accent, so it sounds like Borat saying, oh, my lord. Um, yeah. The only more difficult accents in New Orleans accents. Well, just because there's eight of them. Because there's eight of them, they all sound like they're from New York. Exactly. That's that's something no one gets if they're not from Louisiana. Everyone thinks everyone in South Louisiana talks like they're from Eunice. Um, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they don't. No, you can't explain it to them. Because nope. we, we had to... a guy from New Orleans. We had a guy who, were, who was from New Orleans, and you know the accent. Because somebody goes, is that a Cajun accent? I was like, no, it's way too harsh. Kunas is way more mellow. What you call him? What's that? You can't say that. Sure, I can. (laughs) There aren't any here to stop me. One. (laughs) And they typically don't care. And two, it's really not an insult. (laughs) (laughs) They kind of lean into that. It don't mean what you think it means. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We did get to go in. Go ahead. Sorry, I thought you were done. No, no, no. You go ahead. So we we took the funeral tour, and so we got to see the uh, the uh, the I can't talk all of a sudden. That's not great for a podcast. The uh, where they buried all of the uh, un unclaimed, unrecognized dead from Katrina. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's like this series of vaults. And the walkway is shaped like a like a crescent note, like a like a sharp note, a flat note. So the walkway looks like a music note and a hurricane. And then there's all these like vaults with no names, just black vaults all around it. It's a little creepy. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say so. And then we went in the uh, the Odd Fellows uh, Cemetery, which is private, and you can only get in if you're an Odd Fellow. And our tour guide was an odd fellow. So he took us in the nice. odd fellow so, and explained how the vaults actually work, which I did not know. And it's terrifying. 
<laughs> Essentially, let you leave you in there to decompose, and they put you in a bag and drop you in the hole in the ground and put somebody else in, and they just kind of like it's like last in, first in, first out. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's how they can get so many bodies in those little patches of land. There's just ashes and a giant hole at the bottom. Ew, gross. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's they like don't really teach kind that of in, upsetting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't teach that part of Louisiana history. We got to talk about the pirates, which was cool. We didn't talk about, you know, stacking your dead. Yeah, that's wow. Yeah. That's catacomb shit right there. That's like because he was explaining, like, if you look at the vaults, they'll have like 40 names on it. And you're like, there's no way there's 40 bodies in there. Well, there are. They're just all decomposed. And so, so the last the last names are the ones that are still on. There's like two shelves inside, right? Shelves. I don't know. There's a, he had a name for it. But essentially, when they open it up, there's two two shelves, two racks, two oven racks, whatever they're called. Racks, because yeah. the humidity and the heat in South Louisiana decomposes the bodies faster. So they don't, oh. they don't put them in a They don't put them. They don't embalm them. They don't put them in a casket. They just slide them in. And let Ew. nature do its thing. They seal it up. And then, then the next person dies, they rotate them through. Oh, wow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, one of them was open. And I was like, I want to see, but I don't want to look too closely. There were no bodies in it, thankfully. But yeah, there okay. was one that was open for for uh, educational Airing purposes, out. I guess. <laughs> There's not enough Febreze in the world, my friend. No, that's wow. <laughs> Aren't you glad that I got some education last week? I am. That is fantastic yeah. stuff. The uh, World War things. II Museum was kind of cool. They had a, like an interact, like a 4D movie about, uh, about what. <laughs> so, like, this big tank comes over a ridge and the whole seat starts vibrating. I'm thinking, can the tank just stop there for a while? I can, I'm enjoying the massage. We hold hold <laughs> no, the no, Battle no, no. of the Bulge right there. Um, <laughs> can we just put a pin in that <laughs> yeah so oh man oh wow we've been doing you know it's been a rough week we're doing management training leadership development with some guy who just fucking talks in platitudes and you sort of you know oh, is this your guy with the listicles yeah everything's a bullet point we're going to go ahead and just kind of, you know, break that down and we'll send out the bullet points to everyone. And I'm like, you're going to bullet point bullet points. Is there, is there not enough self-awareness on that side to yeah. say we're kind of, you know, stacking the bodies? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. Clearly not. So Planet Comic Con is y'all's big one every year, right? It is our big one. It's uh, they're going to do an anime one in the fall. And they're very excited about that. And I'm like, yeah, that'll be under attended, but whatever. <laughs> I just saw while I was getting things set up. Apparently, they're doing a calling it Final Girl uh, Fest here sometime in the summer. Oh, Chris is on. Let do me bring what? Chris on. They're having a, it's the Final Girl actresses, Barbara Crampton. All those girls, and they're doing like a festival around that won't be horny at all. Hang on a second. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. A me, guest. Uh, we have a guest. Chris. Hello, Chris. Hey, y'all. What's up? 
Hold on, hold on. I have intro music. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we are joined now by our friend, uh, author Chris Smith, who's going to enlighten us about his new book, Unreality, a novel. Is he going to launch you to Viva Las Vegas first? No, I'm going to fade down <laughs> Zarathustra and we're going to let Chris talk. It's enough of our nonsense. Mm. So what? Keep the nonsense. <laughs> oh, trust me, there's plenty of nonsense to go around. Um, so, yeah, we so, just learned how they bury their dead in New Orleans. <laughs> so, above uh, ground. Uh, well, oh, even better. They stack them and let them rot, and then and then rotate them through. We went on. We don't want a cemetery tour last week. So I learned all about that. What's up, bud? You and you're uh, <laughs> like on vacation. The worst parking ride ever. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> yes. Sorry. No, no worries, man. You guys are rolling. Um, <laughs> yeah, on vacation. So uh, you caught cool. me at uh, my most chill. It's a <laughs> hey, look, I put your 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 thing up there. Um, so uh, this is Chris's uh, Twitter handle, and uh, so you've got your your new book is coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow is the day. Tomorrow is right. the day. Excellent. Yeah. Are you excited? I know you've been working on this one for quite a while. I am. I am very excited. I uh, there was a there was a stage at which I was uh, kind of nervous because you know, um, complete strangers are going to get to read it now. Uh, not, <laughs> not, not just not just you know equally uh, tilted friends and loved ones, but um, <laughs> but you know the the world at large. And so initially that caused me you know a tiny bit of anxiety. But I'm like, hey. Why'd you write it except for people to read it? So that's right. Now's the time. Well, it's not your first one though. I mean, you wrote the the Doug the Doug book. Yeah, and- the Doug book. But you know, let me, and and that was uh, that was a great project and something I'm uh, you know work I'm still really proud of. But the difference is that uh, I was telling someone else's story, um, you know, versus pulling one out of my head. And so uh, I, I won't say it was easier because there there are parts of that that actually make it. Uh, a lot more difficult like yeah yeah i have to try to be true to the person whose story you're writing um is the the main you know uh, complication versus you know start starting with your own palette and have, having to be accountable to no one other than yourself you know there, there's a certain greater ease in that but you know so but yeah it's not my first book is my first novel um and then uh now i'm just plain excited for it to be out there well, I'm excited too. I mean, I, I read a draft copy of it a long time ago, and I remember really enjoying it. And so I'm excited for you. I know you've been, you've been. This one's been in the in the chamber for a while. So it has been. Thank why don't you. you why don't you tell our, our our folks? And by the way, we're very big in France for some reason. We have yet that's to figure good. out. So, so if you hello. Can say it in French. Excellent. That'd be better. <laughs> so, yeah. Trebuchet. Yes. Good uh, <laughs> speak French. That's why they love you. <laughs> so tell everybody what the book's about. Uh, the book is about a, uh, a young couple who uh, young, but you know, established in life, have their career rolling, and they decide, uh, you know what? And they are the first people I have this thought, but they decide maybe this place isn't for us. This place being the good old U.S. of A. Um, and uh, maybe we could build a better life somewhere else. In fact, maybe we can build our own little uh, society. And again, this is uh, groundbreaking territory, but um, that's where the story begins. And uh, 
that it uh, weaves through kind of the backdrop of it is uh, a um, a reality TV show, um, and 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 this is kind of providing the 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 continuous flow through the story. Sometimes you're in a setting where the the show is on in front of the the people who are you know being depicted in the story. Sometimes it's the actual contestants, if you will. Okay. And sometimes the network executives. Um, but uh, it's so the young couple is is sort of the focal point, and then the the background is this reality TV show. Cool. Yeah. And it's you self-published it, right? Yeah, I did. I spent about a little over a year querying. Um, I didn't know what querying was until I had to do it. But evidently, when you write a book, um, no one will publish it unless you have a literary agent. And so then, so okay. then you, so the first step is um, you have to get a literary agent. The process for doing that uh, is called querying you write query letters and then you uh send them out to what all these agents are listed on a number of different services and sites and everything and so you you do your research and you try to find the ones that have the best look like they'd be most sympathetic to what it is you're trying to accomplish and get out there to the world and then you send them a letter with a synopsis of the book and Different ones want different things, but it's always a cover letter pitching yourself and the book and then a synopsis of the book. And so I okay. did that for a little over a year, like I said, and never never even got a nibble. And so I said, all right, screw it. We're just going to self-publish. You did, it, you, did it, you did it with your first book and it went fine. So, right. you know, the, the, the difference this time, though, is, uh, again writing somebody's biography. It was Doug Pittick, a King's ex, wrote his biography. And and um, writing somebody's biography, you um, you have a known, you have a, a name that people already know attached to your work. So right. that makes the self-publishing a little less daunting because people who know Doug Pittick, once they find out that there's a book, his life well, story is out there, they'll, they'll come really, to it. Yeah, exactly. So. Whereas this, you know, it's just another novel and, you know, who knows how many novels are going to be released tomorrow. Probably three figures worth, I hope. I'd like to believe that anyway. That, yeah, right? That, that people are still reading? Out there that at least 100 novels are going to get released tomorrow. Yeah. So. Now, reading is the one with the words, right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's, that's where you may run into a problem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh man! Well, um, so it's a, it's it's on Amazon, right? You sent me the link, and I'm going to put that in our show notes, and I'll yeah, I'll put that out with the other stuff when I publish the episode. But so Amazon is there anywhere else people can look for it, or is it just there? It is it is on Amazon exclusively at this point. Okay. They'll be both they'll be both a Kindle and a uh, paperback version. Awesome! Available wow. at at the link you will provide Amazon.com. I will provide reality the novel. If, if you're somebody who likes searching for things. <laughs> I, I've, Chris was nice enough to provide my behest to provide me with all of the information. And it just was too much, too many links to like stick in one of these little chirons down here. Yeah. But uh, I will absolutely put it in the show notes when I upload this in a little while. So it'll all be live Great. Uh, later on this evening. So you're in Sedona. Is that right? 
Yeah, Sedona. I've never been before. It's very Northern pretty. Arizona. It's the place with all the, the red rocks. Yep. Um, well, not all of them. I guess there's some in Colorado <laughs> right. as well. I was but, waiting for you to get there. But, yes. But it's a place with that, that people With many know. of them. Yeah, yeah. Lots of those pictures you see of the the, the uh, American Western Desert are, mm-hmm. in fact, right here in Sedona. Cool. cool. Yeah, it's neat. To, I went out walking around in the middle of it today, and uh, and yeah, felt great. I think, uh, I think go ahead, uh, Steve, you were going to say something? No, I was going to say is uh, my wife trained in Phoenix. Okay. And we would always, we, we would go out there, we would like catch one or two uh, minor league games, or not minor right. league spring training games yeah. and then we would pop up and see Sedona. So have you gone to the, the big church, you know, the no, no, that's, of, yeah. that we didn't make it there today. We might tomorrow though, but the grand Canyon is also on the schedule. So we got to work that one. Nice. Nice. I haven't visited that place yet either. So, yeah, I've never been that far West. I think we're going to go. Uh, well, I have just never like on the ground over it. Uh, right. I think we're going to go to Santa Fe <laughs> next month for a couple of days for Laura's birthday. So, Oh, cool. Finally get to go west of El Paso. That'll be nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, Chris, when you self-publish, do you have to have or create like a stock of, of, you know, books to fulfill orders? No, fortunately, they they print on demand. Uh, Oh. So uh, somebody orders the book, it gets printed and sent to them. That's Um, awesome. Yeah. I I need to order my own uh, promo copies, for instance. But other, but and, and and you know they'll print twenty or a hundred or however many order of those to and send them to me. But no, they print on demand to fulfill the order. So that that's, that's nice. It's, it's so you spare. don't end up sitting on stock. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's awesome. Yeah, it is. Oh, that's pretty cool. Indeed. So yeah, because I wouldn't. Yeah, that that sounds like a nightmare having a garage. <laughs> <Yeah. with> <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Every time somebody buys one, they they yeah. just send you a label. That's right. <laughs> That's I did it for the fame and glory, and now I'm a mailman. <laughs> That's right. Just run out to the garage and drop one of these in the mail. Okay. <laughs> Cha ching. There's my royalty right there. Oh, it's too funny. <laughs> so. Uh, what what uh, you're my you're my go-to music guy. I mean, we did okay. epi- a couple episodes ago. We did we did our our quote-unquote music episode started with us telling the story of us uh, figuring out Sammy Hagar was going to replace David Lee Roth back in '85. Yeah, is, yeah. yeah, and I know that was not still your favorite still still your favorite thing ever. But uh, yeah. what what uh, what are you uh, listening to these days? What am I? Well, right now, if I weren't here, I would be very excited because. Um, I'd be getting ready to go to uh, the fifth annual, well, not quite annual, the fifth Hell's Heroes Festival in Houston, Texas. I'm uh, still a, uh, a devout metalhead. I do branch out, as as we'll talk my second point on this. Um, I'm, I'm, anyway, we'll stick to the first point. For okay. Hell's Heroes, heavy metal, uh, two-day festival in Houston, Texas. Um at White Oak Music Hall, and it's a really cool thing on the musical map because uh, it's it takes all of these new but obscure and older but um, not high profile anymore uh, metal bands of a particular little niche. It's somewhere between, and and as you guys might be aware, might not. 
more subgenres in metal perhaps than any other musical genre yeah. that has existed. But it takes one called trad metal, one called power metal, and uh, mostly those two, and both modern and older progenitors of it, that brings them together in one place. And some of these bands haven't performed. They they've been really successful in reuniting bands for uh, you know they haven't maybe played together for eight, ten, twelve years to get back together to play this thing. And so it's an exciting event in Houston each year. Got it got uh, put off a couple of years because of you know Corona, like so many other things. Right. But, uh, but now it's and this is its second year back uh, since that. So yeah, so that's what I would be doing. So metal and, and more metal. Uh, <laughs> same thing I consume. Uh, that um, was last week. I, I gave you, and we were talking about you coming on on the last episode, and I gave you a nickname because you always say metal is the one true path. I called you the Mandalorian it. of metal. <laughs> that is the way. The way. I, I appreciate that. It's yeah, he's a brother for sure. So um, I just and, that and, and I'm always amused by your oil and gas industry posts. And yeah. then that's like it's kind of weird for me. It's like you look at that and go, and he's a total metalhead. That's right. You know, we're <laughs> everywhere. And um, some people, some people, you know, myself included, don't necessarily wave the flag in every setting. You know, there's some sometimes where you just keep it in your back pocket and and go through life, but but we are truly everywhere, so which is wow. nice. You, you could go into a room and you might not know that there's another metalhead in there, but you know that there is one. You just don't know who they are. So you feel the vibe, just, you're just not sure who. Sometimes people are really good at going stealthy with it. I've been surprised <laughs> a few times in my life where like I've known worked with someone for like six years before we discover that. We're both in the metal, and, and but then it happens, and it's a glorious moment. So. <laughs> well, you and yeah. I bonded pretty quickly over that same thing. I think I told Steve that story a couple of weeks ago as well. How we met, and our wives had a running bet that the minute we met, we would become fast friends. And by the end of the day, we were at uh, a super joint ritual show. So yeah, that's it, right. It happened. happened pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. Fitzgeralds. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> That was a great joint, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. You, you said you had a second, second, second path there. Yeah, man. Um, I've always like really listened to, uh, like enjoyed listening to the blues, but I don't know anything about it, and I I still don't. Right. Mm-hmm. But now instead of just like listening to it on KPFT or whoever else I'd happen to randomly... Nuri Nuri, the big bad boss man of the blues. Yeah, Eddie. They have so much great programming there, and and. But instead of just randomly encountering it, I've been going out to see it yet, see it now. And I went to a show um, at the Heights Theater about six, eight weeks ago now. Um, It was uh, the headliners were um, Samantha Fish and Jesse Dayton playing together. They're currently touring Europe together, like on stage at the same time together. And uh, then this guy, Eric Johansson, who I'd never encountered, opened. He's from New Orleans um, and a little bit younger than Samantha and Jesse. But, um, man, I I was transfixed for the entire show. And, and not just by the virtuosity, and there was a lot of that, but by the sheer, like, uh, like joy of music that was coming off the stage. All oh, three yeah. of those people were just, just amazing in their ability to to project uh 
that joy, that community, like, like, like you really felt like they were playing to you because you were their buddies, like not, not, not because you paid to get in there and they were up there on stage, you know, laying down their goods for you. Like it was a really, a really great communal vibe that was created. And, and yeah, and it was uh, by the blues. And then, I, uh, I was and, very fortunate back in my, uh, my nightclub days, the club I worked in, we did blues, thir- blue Thursdays every week. So we got a lot of like mid-level national touring acts and, I got to see a lot of great live blues on Lonnie Mac. Uh, got to have a conversation with Gatemouth Brown, which is one of my favorite things ever. Right. He was so yeah. cool. And uh, a bunch of other guys. There were a lot of guys on the Alligator label would come through. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that, that music will transport you like like very little else. It just will yeah. just suck you right in. No doubt. There's I went such a depth of emotion. I went and saw Buddy Guy just uh, a weekend or two ago. And he was playing a 5,000-seater. In Houston, Texas, and I didn't know what I expected, but I think it looked something like um, uh, a really like proficient performer, historic musician, kind of up there, half picking out some tunes, half telling some stories, you know, whatever. Uh, uh. No, this this man is eighty-seven. He's old, yeah. Um, and he he tore that place up. He was working that stage. He was he was playing licks on a guitar that you'd be impressed seeing like a twenty year old play. <laughs> it was it was amazing. And he, first of all, it was a five thousand seat space, so it didn't quite get that that same communal vibe going. But as far as the the music went and the performance went, yeah, I was I I couldn't even I yeah it was so much not when I walked in that room. Expected to see it was it was really really great as well just in a completely different way. Yeah, I had very similar experience a few years ago. Right after we moved to Austin, I won tickets to a, an Austin City Limits taping, and it was Buddy Guy. Mm. So it was in that little ACL theater there yeah. on Second Street. And I took Jack, too. Jack, who was a burgeoning guitar player at the time, and he had no reference point for the blues at that point. He was just we were both just blown away by yeah by That's by him, cool. and he did a lot more storytelling on that one as is required by that program. Well, but it was yeah. still just you know just to be in the room with him for one, you know, yeah, because there aren't that many of those guys left. So uh, no, he's old yeah. school for sure. Yeah, yeah. Stephen, I saw BB King one time in Kansas City. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's right at the uh, Liberty Memorial. Yeah, that it was. Was, cool. was it? Was BB and I think it was the reconstituted Little Feet and Doctor John, if I remember Dr. correctly. John and Little Feet. Little yes, feet. yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw that little. I was just gonna say I saw that Little Feet waiting for Columbus tour last year, and it just oh wow, in my brain. I I've been playing that record since I was about twelve years. I bought that record at a flea market when I was like twelve years old. Um, and I, uh, I've been playing it ever since. And, and so to see it performed live, that's awesome. I never, I never thought I was going to see waiting for Columbus performed live. Holy cow. I did. It was awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. That was actually my, my vacation reading. I found a copy of, uh, Ben Fong Torres's book, Willen. Uh, and it was, it was a really good, you know, nut, soup to nuts beginning to end story of yeah. the band. And that was really, Excellent. really good read. Yeah. yeah, I'll bet. So, um, so, yeah. So, what else is going on with you, man? Anything else you want to shoot the shit about? Because that's what, kind of what we do. We just kind of shoot the shit after yeah. a while. Um, 
How are your Goku's. cougars doing in the? Uh, yeah, that was what I was going to ask. Are they still Goku's. in? I haven't been following that closely. Oh, uh, they're they're great. I I, uh, I went to a bunch of games this year, and it was a great year to do that uh, because man, they might make it to the final four in on, in their hometown. That'd be awesome. Um, I'm a cougar. Uh, Graduated a long time ago. I um, I missed Phi Slamma Jamma by this much. Uh, oh, the day the day I was down there visiting as a high school senior from Michigan to decide if I wanted to go to the University of Houston. That very day was the day that Hakeem held his press conference to say he was going pro a year early. Oh, so, so, oh, I, so uh, we we missed each other by hours. Um, <laughs> he uh, just didn't know you were coming, man. He yeah, was stayed. He waited. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but so I'm really so I've been following Cougar basketball ever since. Even so, and finally, uh, you know, nearly 40 years later, where we we've re we reclimbed the mountain to, to be back to this kind of position. So yeah, it's fun. But you yeah, guys have been good for a couple of years now, though, haven't you? Yeah, so this is our fourth straight Sweet Sixteen, actually. Mm-hmm. So we're we're getting we're getting uh this is a good run, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, mostly mostly it's just uh really um want to make sure that I give haven't spent as much time making this book as I did that I uh, that I uh, exert myself uh, to an appropriate level promotionally. So I really appreciate you guys having me on and, and, you know, I'm going to do what I can do in terms of working the socials and, and, uh, you know, all the stuff that, I mean, you guys, you guys have to do it with, with this show, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. We don't do as good a job of it as we should, uh, but we probably need to do better. We've done uh, well in France. I I don't know. (laughs) Somehow really and truly it's, it's crazy when I look at the, the stats for it, it like one of our biggest download sites is Deezer, which is the French, version of spotify i don't know wow. how we they're got it they're, they're using it for english classes <laughs> well, they're gonna <laughs> fail horribly but okay oh, this is this is the language this is how people talk that's right the thing. they're learning real english conversational <laughs> english metaphor laden english yes not not diagrams <laughs> not sentence diagrams oh. I hated sentence diagrams. I actually, oh. you know what? That I that was the part of English that I liked because oh. I somebody am, had to. I was well, gonna I'm, say, I'm, I'm a visual person, the visual learner, and so sentence diagrams. I could do math, word problems too. I love those. They're I just. I, why are we friends? <laughs> I, I was like, problem. I get to diagram a sentence. Hot damn! Now, I don't know what they're all called, but I do know where they go on the chart. <laughs> okay, that was going to be my oh, guilty like, confession too. I, I and my wife makes fun of me. I'm like, I, I know they modify things, but it's, I don't know if it's an adverb or an adjective. <laughs> I don't. I missed that class apparently and never went back. So, but they modify right. things. I know that. <laughs> We've all made it this far just fine without knowledge like we that. all have we all have discovered our own voices as well. So I think that's, that's right. the thing. So yeah, for sure. Cool. Cool. Well, um, yeah, you, what how long are you in Sedona? What big plans do y'all have while you're there? Um we're out here this uh we're out here on uh, spring break with our daughter and uh oh, okay. we're and so we're uh, we're just um we're gonna be out here for the whole week. And get cool. back. We're gonna see as much as we can. Like I said, the Grand Canyon's on the agenda. Um, then we're gonna 
you know, uh, head back to Houston and begin life in the Petro Metro anew. Uh, <laughs> hurricane season's coming. Um, yes. Keto season is coming. Um, <laughs> funny how those things go together, right? Yeah, indeed. Is, but, um, yeah, I, I was telling Steve before you came on, well, one of the things we did while we were in New Orleans was uh, I did the touristy stuff that I never did growing up there. So we went right. like, a, like a cemetery tour. And they have um, uh, a series of vaults and a spot created for the unnamed, unclaimed victims of Katrina. And it's very sobering to see this like semicircle of black granite vault faces with no names, no dates, no nothing. Wow. And the walkway is, um, it's a treble clef, but by design, it also then looks like a hurricane. Oh, yeah. So it's it's trippy and really somber. Uh, kind of messes with your head. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah. No, that sounds that sounds like it would be very impacting. I uh, impactful. I um. I had a similar experience first time I walked the uh, Vietnam Memorial in D.C. I, I was expected I was just going to go there and you know read some names and it'd be a nice sunny day and I'd walk you know walk down it and back up it. But it's something about they, they designed that so perfectly because as you're going down it, and it was a beautiful sunny day in Washington, D.C., and that's a great place for a beautiful sunny day. But as you're walking down it, you could just feel like the the mass of it growing around you. And then and then and then you're walking back up, you're like, damn, I hope I get to the end soon. You know, I could, and so yeah, it was it was it, it was a really impact. I, that one hit me a lot harder than I thought it would actually. Yeah. So it sounds like a similar experience. To the, yeah, I found myself cool. like you know, Laura and the kids walked off looking for ghosts, and I just found myself standing there staring at it for a while. I was like, God, right? Bless. Yeah, I could imagine. So, well, um, I don't want to hold you up too much longer okay. on your spring break, but I want to give you the opportunity to, to flog away. So hit hit us with all the information that that our viewers, okay. foreign and domestic, need to, to to get unreality in their hands asap. The best place to do it is at Amazon.com, and um, Unreality, the novel, is the way to search it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Doug the Ship. All one word, there it is. Um, and then uh, the book has a Facebook account as well. Um, I believe it's Unreality Novel. Uh, it's I believe Facebook that's what you said. Right? Unreality Novel. So. You can find it um, at other sort of occasional musings or reposts that I think uh, mean something um, on those platforms. I have an author website called chrissmithauthor.com um, that you can also uh, find some cool things. Hey, you could actually buy an Unreality t-shirt um, or a Metal the One True Path t-shirt or... All kinds of other cool things. A, a throw blanket of the Unreality cover. Beautiful. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> At uh, unrealitymerch.com. So, Hold on. So, oh, you didn't give me that one. That's oh, awesome. I didn't. I, man, I, see what a poor job I'm doing. No, <laughs> unrealitymerch.com exists. And, uh, Hold on. Watch this. Give me a second. Yeah. So. Now I'm going to log on to make sure I'm giving you the right URL. I really think it is that simple, though. Let's see, if I if I typed it right, let's see. Boom. 
Yeah, does that come up? Yeah. Well, I typed. It it, I typed. I put a put it up on the screen. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right. Cool. I'll add that to the many things I will put in the show notes for you, my friend. Excellent. Thank you. Of course. Um, of course. Thank you for yeah. taking time out of your trip to, to come on with us. It's been a long time coming. Absolutely. It's been. Uh, it's been my pleasure. It's been so long, uh, Steve. This might be the first time we've actually spoken. It is, and we talked about that in each other's orbit for <laughs> more than ten years now. But exactly. Really, yeah, really, really I great to see love, you. I would love to put you two guys in a room. Uh, you, you <laughs> seriously, I think it would be amazing I, for me and for no one else. But we we we, uh, we we joined forces once. I remember. I was thinking about that. Yeah. In, in a war against uh, Little League or not Little League. <laughs> Select Bell- Little League. Select Bell- 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 yeah. Let me make that clear. It was not Little League baseball. It was youth no. baseball, um, a different association. And, uh, and yeah, we uh, we made common cause and a little a little internet skirmish I got on. So, uh, nice fight beside you, brother. I appreciate the assist. Um, Bruce, I, I'm always willing to jump in on a bully. Just, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and Bruce had been too long, so yeah, nice man. To you as well. Let's uh, let's see if we can't figure out a way to to get together before too long. I like that idea. You guys All have right, a man. good rest of the show. You enjoy Thank the you. rest of your trip. Tell your wife and daughter we said hi, and Will I'll catch do. you later, bud. Awesome. Thanks, All right, man. man. Take care. All right. Yep. Bye. 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 I think he stole it. Oh, there there we go. See, figure that out. Well, that was fun. That was fun. Hey, look, it was our, I forgot to tell him he was our first streaming guest. Um, anyway, cool. Well, um, I don't really have much else. I kind of was wanting to see how that went. <laughs> so, I think it went pretty well. Yeah, no, I think it went well. Um, and again, uh, uh, I, I do like the way bottom. you frame this with uh, Fin Fang Foom over your shoulder. <laughs> I may I may move Fin Fang Foom and take the Ghostbusters poster down. It doesn't really add. I mean, it gives it a little horizon action back there, I guess. But uh, yeah, I like Fin Fang Foom. I saw that poster at the comic shop. I'm like, oh, that's going on the wall in the studio. The studio. Yeah. <laughs> it's a garage. Yeah, my my little desktop just keeps every time I put everything away. It's a matter of days before I get everything back out. <laughs> I uh yeah I Connor complained last time because he bought me the monkeys right and okay. I moved the monkeys to put Howard back there he's like he was apparently he was watching at the time he goes I didn't see the monkeys I'm like all right that's fair I'll put the monkeys back so well um I guess that's it for this week then or this episode I, I will say this because yeah, right. we were at K State visiting yes. This is the first time I've ever watched college sports in a college bar in a college town. Oh, my. Were they yeah. in a tournament? Yeah, they are. They, they're going to Sweet 16. Oh, see, UL was in it for like one game. They got bounced in the first round. So, was, you know, from there. Well, I, and, whatever. you know, we're watching this game and Kristen's like, are you staying for the whole game? I'm like going, they're down by 12. I don't think this, we, meaning K-State, are going to win. I go, so why don't you, I go, I'll, you guys go on down I'll pay and I'll, I'll be out there. By the time I paid, they had made up the difference and were like within five. Wow. By the time I got to the store, they were up by five. <laughs> College basketball is a strange sport. 
basketball Man, in general, but college basketball seems to flip a lot faster than pro. Well, yeah, all you got to do is go down, you throw up a shot, it, it bounces off the rim, nobody rebounds, and all of a sudden, okay, they just scored two. So you take it down the court, and then somebody bad pass, and now they've scored four. And yeah, it get away from you in a hurry. Yeah, and it's like once they start bouncing bad, they they keep bouncing bad. It's weird. Well, then they get desperate, and they're like, well, we're just going to just uh, try and Steph Curry our way to victory and just drop threes all night. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> if you're not Steph Curry, that doesn't work. <laughs> I don't like to watch basketball because it makes my knees hurt. <laughs> <laughs> just the thought of running up and down the hardwood for like an hour just makes my I'm knees hurt. I'm surprised any of those guys could walk after they – Oh, uh, God. Just Can you like imagine when they used to play in been, Chuck Taylor's? I mean, they, well, I, I remember seeing like Earl Campbell. I mean, that guy, <laughs> he can't walk, right? Uh uh-uh. uh. I mean, no. and, and when he played, he was a beast. He just ran over everybody and just, but now the dude's in a wheelchair. But, but yeah, LeBron, LeBron's been doing that for like almost 20 years. Kareem well, Abdul Jabbar I mean, did it for 20 years. I mean, how, how, how do their hips still work? How do their ankles still work? How do their knees still work? Kareem made some sort of deal with Bruce Lee. That's all I know. That's all I can figure. (laughs) He stole his life force. That's what he did. (laughs) In the game of death. Um, And the thing with Kareem is, you know, I I watch basketball because of my daughter's high school team. It's like, I I watch it. It's like, I kind of miss the sky hook. You know, big man with his back. to Yeah, exactly. Just kind of lost it over everybody's. Yeah, I mean, as Chris was talking about Hakeem, I mean, he did that for a decade in Houston. That was what he did. Yeah, called it the dream turn. shake. It just boom <laughs> over everybody. Yep. <laughs> and you just don't see this guy. And that's the thing. I, I when we were younger, and I did watch basketball because, like, my grandparents were into it, and I had great aunts. Indiana, who Larry Bird right? fan, Indiana. You know those those guys got in fist fights. <laughs> Like, I mean, there's, there's one where Kareem catches an elbow to the, to the chest and the guy's got his back to him. And I mean, Kareem just bang, right in the back of that's, And that's going to be a fist like the size of a ham too. <laughs> yeah. Or Rodman and those guys are building here. I mean, you know, they got underneath my oh, yeah. ear and just beat the hell out of one another. And now it's now like, they just oh. fall down. Now we pull up at the 18 foot line or 20 foot line or whatever, basically start launching them from half court. Yeah. High school basketball. We had a kid who was uh, throwing himself on the floor. He was flopping. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not the best at that whole sportsman like thing. So that kid, he's throwing himself on the floor. He's done all this. I mean, flagrant and i thought he almost got a technical for doing it right mm. so he gets fouled he goes to the line he's bouncing the ball pump dump pump a dump i stand up why don't you throw yourself on the floor <laughs> <laughs> even the student section was like that's how you do it guys i told anybody, my daughter <laughs> anybody got a programmable horn we can hook up to a car battery I told my daughter, I go, text the student leaders, you're an actor. You're an actor. <laughs> oh, man. 
they wouldn't do it. I was like, come on, you want to get in this kid's head? That's what you do. And beat him by 17. Or, or everybody just fall down all at once in the stands. So it goes, <laughs> that would have been, I, that, I told him, I, I told, I was like, man, if your boyfriend were here, I'd be down there coaching him. I'd say, every time that kid comes down the court and he's an eye shot, just throw yourself backwards into your friends. <laughs> and have them follow. <laughs> have them all follow. The wave. <laughs> the flop wave. <laughs> Oh yeah, flop, flop, flop. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think that's going to be up the end of episode fifty-seven. Oh, yeah. I was going to say the only thing the Copa hats. Those are some. Oh some yeah, let's talk designs. about those. Let's talk about Real those quick. before we. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for those that don't know, every year minor league baseball does the Copa de Diversión, <laughs> where they the minor league teams take on a Hispanic uh, inspired, a Latin inspired team, uh, team name our logo. Um, and there's been some really cool ones. And I there's a couple I'm in love with this year. Which ones do you like? Uh, I like that green popsicle dude with the fruit in him. <laughs> I think that guy's pretty I cool. I like the uh, sugar skull George Washington. Oh, those federales? Yeah. I want a jersey. <laughs> that one is sweet. And I also really like the woodpeckers uh, Mayan warrior. Yes, yes. The Guerrero. Because it's a woodpecker head as the headdress. It's brilliant. And Lars that went, oh good. no. <laughs> and I do like the, the Calavera bull for the Durham Bulls as well. But I'm a bull Durham guy. So yeah, because they've done a bunch of they've they've done several different ones. Yeah. Because I was that one's pretty straightforward. One. Mariachis, which I, have, I own that one. Great logo, and they've done it since they started. Yeah. Uh, I also like uh, Chicharrones, who are now a minor league affiliate of the Royals. So nice. I wear the hat, and people are like, where is that? I'm like, Columbia Fireflies, dude. How do you know that? <laughs> I just <Yeah>. know shit. <laughs> yeah, the Round Rock Express is the Chupacabras. And, Chupacabras was fun. Uh, I don't like their merchandise for it. I wish they would redesign the Chupacabra. And they always they don't ever have anything but the Flex Fit hats. And those don't fit my head well. You give me a head. They are so. either way too tight. None of those are just right. They're no. all like, you know, one heavy breeze from flying off your head. Yeah. We had, when I was coaching the boys and we were the Astros one year, the coaches all got the flex fit Astros hat. And I inevitably had a headache by the time the T-ball game was over because it just was too small and it was the largest size they made. And I did inherit the watermelon head from Big Dave. So, um, <laughs> Uh, what yes. else is good? Um, the federal, the, the, the fundadores, the yeah, that one is is something else. They didn't have any merch up when I looked the other day, so I'm, I'm gonna keep an eye on that because that one's good. That one's real good. That one's good. I the one that's weird. There's two that are weird because they, they look unfinished. The Lunaticos of Rocket City, which is the goat chewing on a baseball. Yeah, I didn't get that one. And then there's one that's like the the Micheladas. <laughs> Which I think it's funny that there's like five of these teams that are named after drinks. Because <laughs> they've got a margaritas, a rumador. I mean, it's just like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Micheladas is a stretch, man. You got to be like, you got to know deep, what that is. That's a deep, deep, that's a deep cut. Yeah. It is a deep cut. <laughs> yeah. The Lowriders is a fun hat. The Lowriders is I'm not fantastic. sure I can get away with wearing it in Austin, Texas, no. but it's a fun hat. <laughs> 
the another one that's like that is the Bolidos, which is again like the front end of a tricked out Chevy. <laughs> with flan I mean they're fun. There's some of them that are a lot of fun, and some of them that clearly the teams have used them two or three or four years to some success. While yeah. everybody else sort of kind of just phones it in. <laughs> some of them, I mean, yeah, you're right. Some of them have been around since they started this. The that I love that mariachi's hat that I have. It's it's just awesome. It's the, I have the black one with like the red stitching on the side, the red name stitch on the side. It's, it's perfect. It where wherever. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Fredericksburg doesn't have any merch yet. Uh, oh, the Manzanas Luchadores. Uh, that one's fun. The, the Luchador apple. The, the apple. The, the apple yeah. lucha. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get a hat with that. On. That's actually cool. You can get some hats with that. Oh, you can actually even get it. You can get the Luchadores. Other way. Jersey. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> like the the Sugarland team has a goofy one. It's the Dolce's. I'm like, eh, actually, the Dolce's is is it's eh. kind of actually cool. It, it's cute. How about that? Okay, it's cute. Um, yeah, they were the Skeeters and now they're the Space Cowboys. So their actual logo is kind of cool, and the one they did for the Marvel collection is even better. <laughs> Bless you. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah. So, uh, I'll put a link in the show notes to the Copa so people can see what the hell we're talking about if they don't know. <laughs> okay, the Picantes are still around. <laughs> I do like your chicharrones. That one is very subtle. I like it a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Mama Juana. I consider one of the first distilled spirits. So there's a margaritas, a limonadas. <laughs> I like the one that's the fly swatters. <laughs> Madamoscas. And then in one of them the uh chanclas or the chanclas still around? Yeah, one of them says this yeah, the flip flop. I yep, just <laughs> chanclas. Um in case you haven't actually, guessed, folks, we really enjoy this stuff. <laughs> what is it? Weebs? <laughs> yeah. Every everybody's a weeb about something, right? And that's similar to something we Gonzo weeb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I really like Baron Samani. I'm just gonna hold him up again because that is fun. <laughs> Very yeah. cool. Yeah. See, I like I, I, the one thing I do. Okay, I like walking through artist alleys because you can find some kind of cool stuff. Uh, you just gotta stay far enough away from the tables that they can't call you over. Because well, this. I, I got called over. Yeah. And I was like, hey, do you read comic books? And I'm sitting there going, no, I, I just stumbled in here because of St. Patrick's Day. Of course I can read comic books. I'm at a comic book show. You know who the Punisher is? Yeah, because I'm not under 10. Um, <laughs> so his cartoon character, his 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 comic character, uh was a guy who, who punished people who were cruel to animals. And where the Punisher, Batman, would just leave these guys for the cops, he leaves them in the East River in bags. And you're kind of like... Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Very well timed. Thank you. 
And he's like, look at the art. Look at this. And I'm like, I've got to get away from this guy. So he Look, came. cosplay. Run. <laughs> oh, shit. This is the way. <laughs> the way away. But you, you can go through and you see some really cool stuff. and You can talk to some cool people. But you got to be careful that you don't get sucked into the uh, that sort of eddy of, you Yeah, know, it will suck you in. It's like, oh, my God, that's a lot of anime. And those aren't tits. Those are bolt-on teacups. You know. <laughs> what? <laughs> the, the breasts are just long. You know, they're oh, just, yeah. yeah. It's like you, 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 when you draw them, you actually kind of pencil them in. Or you get the circle stencil and you just draw two things. I have tried. Lights. Okay, I have tried. I can't get into it. I don't... I don't know if it's a deficiency in me, but it doesn't do anything for me. I don't. The anime stuff? Yeah. it's. I don't know. No, I got friends who are into it, and I'm like you. It doesn't It doesn't do anything for me. Um, but, uh, you know, hey, I, I do love the cosplay. Because <laughs> it's just like, my God, what is holding that on? <laughs> And up. And up, yeah. Because <laughs> holy shit, that's not natural. <laughs> At least I don't think it is. <laughs> hey, I don't know if you saw Andy Kaufman got in the WWE Hall of Fame yesterday. They're inducting him this year. It took him two. It's about time the intergender continental <laughs> champion. <laughs> Undefeated, I believe. Undefeated intergender champion. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's long overdue. He should have mm -hmm. been in a long time ago. Look, I got is. a little bit of tweaks on uh, Dame or Dame, Dame Tacos or Dame Muerte. I like the gold one that you did sent me this morning. They're both fun. Because yeah. when you look at the gold one, because I, I got to play around with it and clear out. You know, because it's just layers on layers. So I got to clear it out so it's all empty. Mm -hmm. So you put it on a black shirt, you'll just see the gold. I think nice. that's actually kind of cool. Um, but the other full color one, I was showing it to somebody and they're just like, well, that looks like it could be a tattoo. I and thought I'm the like, same thing. Yeah, it could be. I fucking lifted part of the art from, I mean. <laughs> Is it a flash? <laughs> no, I, I, what I did is I looked at dagger through X, you know, okay. skulls and everything. <laughs> and went American original daggers <laughs> and then found two or three that I really kind of like bits and pieces of, and then just kind of composited them together. Nice. Um, but yeah, I do like it. And I've got one with the little star back. And then I actually have one that's got little stars around it, which actually is <laughs> looking at it. It's like, that's actually kind of cool. That's the color one. The color yeah. one might be, more the color one would like, look really good on like a ring or two. Yes. Yes. Like, like one of the colors that's on the taco, like a red or a green with the ringer on it. That would look that would look badass. I like that idea, but I've gotten like the th I haven't never gotten one of their ringer tees, but I've got like the three quarter sleeves mm -hmm. from uh T Public mm -hmm. for something else. And uh they're awful. You, oh. know, you can you 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 put it up like you know, and you can see your hand plain as day. They're thin. Oh, so uh, like those rock three quarters we used to buy at the mall. That that kind of yeah, thing? yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I would I wouldn't suggest not those. Uh, okay. But uh, well, I would. No, Ringer Two would actually Ringer Two be pretty cool. Those colors would pop for sure. So yeah, I'm I yeah that was the thing. My palette was like all over, and I just kept simplifying it down. And as I did, it just became a little bit more. And I was like, well, I'm going to thicken the lines up, and it's like, damn, this works. <laughs> I don't well, get to say that out often. Oh, you should. <laughs> You're too hard on yourself. No, I actually, I've got those pinned up. Somebody said, yeah, like I said, no, that that'd be I, that would be a badass. The color it would. would be a badass. Too. It would be. <laughs> yeah. I thought the same thing this morning. In my, when I saw him, I'm like, oh, that's a tattoo. Yeah. Don't, don't show it to Connor. Well, he'll be sporting it. Um, <laughs> just go to the tattoo shop. We went, this. <laughs> But I want you to do it in the style with the shading and shit, so it really <laughs> looks old school. <laughs> uh, that's too funny. All right, man. Let's wrap this one up so I can edit it and get Chris's info out there since his book comes out tomorrow. Oh! <laughs> All right. I'm, this has been I'm episode tired. 57 <laughs> of Slurp Toaster Podcast. Steve's going to sleep. I'm going to edit, and we'll see y'all in a couple of weeks. Oh, Later, I kids. didn't realize I was wearing company gear. Oh, I can't block that out. It's okay. No worries. Hi. They don't know what that is in France. <laughs>